now serving butter and bacon. The good stuff. Hi, and welcome to Butter and Bacon's Month 1 Recap of our Fantasy Baseball League. I am your Commissioner Dean, excited to join you for our first recap of the season, but I couldn't do it alone, so joining me, as always, is your co-commissioner, Paulie. How's it going, Paul? I'm doing well. I'm uh, currently uh, commenting back to your wife, who gave me kudos on Facebook, so she's awesome. Well, <laughs> may, may the fourth be with her. And also with you! <laughs> I guess I guess you too. So uh, yes, it is actually Star Wars Day as we're recording, and that means we are already in week five of our baseball Amazing. season. Week five, although when you think we have a what, nineteen twenty week regular season, so it's we're about a quarter of the way through, and uh, that means the standings are starting to shape up. The players are starting to get to their Herm Edwards moment, if I may steal a football analogy. Oh no, I'm sorry, uh, Denny Green, I believe it was. Uh, they are who they thought we thought they were. Yes, that's Denny. Yes, Green. that's a yep. Denny Green. So we are at our what I would call starting to be the Denny Green moment because there are the toughy roads of the years that will hit their three homers on opening day and then finish the season with eight, and then there are those that will have monster Aprils and much like Aaron Judge last year, continue it for the rest of the season. So we're trying to figure out who those guys are. If I can jump ahead, looking at my team standings right now, I don't think I have any of them, but. <laughs> Some of you do, and so let's spend a little bit of time going through the standings, looking at some of the rosters, mentioning some of the players, and as always, congratulating Pauly on his high-scoring squad. <laughs> so Yes, but unlike last year, this year my squad is high-scoring and winning. Yes, I was going to start right there. So, <laughs> uh, And again, this show will not be all about our teams, but I think, no. think Pauly and I are living the tale of two stories, because last year... I was the highest scoring team in the regular season, finished 15-4, and four, and then pulled the Toronto Raptors in the playoffs. <laughs> you were, I believe, the second highest scoring team and didn't make the playoffs. So, nope. I uh, had a, um, and I think I was 500 last year. Yeah, so it, it's, you know, qu- quite often I think maybe points against is more important than points scored. Um, yeah. But certainly you got to put together a squad that can put up the numbers. And so far, uh, you've done that in spades. Yeah, uh, I lucked out. I got the first pick in the draft, and of course they took Mike Trout. So trout fishing for points is absolutely fantastic for me. Uh, but as was noticed fairly quickly in the draft, um, I went heavy pitching, uh, and it's 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 working out for me. That was my strategy last year, um, and uh, you know it's it's working out for me so far. I'm also getting a lot of help with some guys that I just kind of plugged in as you know kind of serviceable. Uh, but they've been scoring not quite Troutian levels, but uh, they're, they're, they're doing very well for me. So I'm very happy with my squad. Um, I can say, uh, you know, this la- last week I gave a little bit of grief in the outtakes of uh, the main show to uh, my opponent, Mike Scopa, uh, for outscoring him. But uh, we both have something, and I think it's plaguing some other teams too, where a guy goes on the 10-day disabled list. So he's got DL10. You have the opportunity to put him on the disabled list in our fantasy league, but if it's midweek, it just shows up as nothing. It's an empty slot. Um, yeah. I had two players last week that didn't play. I still ended up winning, luckily. Um, I think Scopa had one or two, and my opponent this week, IP Adventure, Andy, 
he's got a couple guys that are on the DL, and he can't do anything about it. No, it's frustrating, and it's it's one of the problems of having the weekly lineups. So, yep. you know, we set our lineups before the first pitch of Monday's game, and that is your lineup for the week, whether the guy goes on the DL or not. So you're locked in. Now, you can switch a person to the DL, but it's not going to really be effective until the following week's lineup. And what's interesting about the 10-day DL is that you could have a guy hit the, the DL on Tuesday of the first week, and then he's coming off by Thursday or Friday of the next week. Yep. So you could actually play him both weeks, but you're going to get half weeks in both situations. And that and depending really on the player, <laughs> and depending on the player, you might need to. You know, it's like, well, he's just out for like a blister if he's a pitcher, for example. Right. That could it could be on the 10 day DL. He'll miss one start. Right. Typically. Um, yeah, miss one start and have the next one push back a day. And, and you can't not play him because he's, yeah. he's a good pitcher. Well, uh. I'm dealing with that coming up because Jacob DeGrom was potentially out for his life, the way they described his initial injury. Yeah, then well, they that's thought, New York media, too. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> then, they, then they realized, okay, didn't tear anything. The, the MRI looks clear. And all of a sudden they're like, well, he might go on the 10-day DL and miss one start and get pushed back the next one. Well, that's exactly the scenario I just described. He would actually be eligible to pitch the end of next week. And now they're talking yeah. about he's just day-to-day. So right. it's something you got to monitor because sometimes, you know, God forbid for you, but if Mike Trout hits the 10-day DL yep. and it's midweek, I might want three or four games of Mike Trout next week versus a full yeah, week of anybody else. <laughs> yeah, it's better than any kind of outfielder I'd be able to pick up yeah. now. So it, it is a, it's a tough yeah. thing to manage, and it's something that we're all dealing with. So that uh, unfortunately does decide some of the head-to-heads at time and really can skew the standings. Yep. Well, speaking of those standings, you are the top-scoring team. You are 4-0. You are not the only undefeated team in the league. I'm not. Um, I refuse to say Spencer's team name because it's I'll offensive. say it. Jeter sucks. <laughs> Horrible team name, well, uh, but tremendous record. Well, on your point of view. Are you a Marlins fan or a Yankees fan? <laughs> okay, if he's, if he's calling this out as a Marlins fan... Uh, I, I think I might agree with him because what they yeah. do, what they're doing down there is a travesty. What he's doing with his squad, however, is anything but. Um, I think he's benefited a little bit from some of the scheduling. You know, as we talked about uh, with your team last year, hitting all the bad spots. Um, you know, he's not the second highest scoring team in the league, but he's up there. Uh, yep. and, and guys like Manny Machado and uh, Blackman and some of his pitching with Manet and Paxton have been really, really strong. And uh, speaking of DL, he's got Madison Bumgartner stashed in his DL spot right now. So this, yeah. team, this team's only going to get better in June. Yeah, it's only going to get better. Uh, Madison's got the longer DL. At least that's one that you can prepare for. Um, so he was able to pick up a, a different starting pitcher to put in. And I'm looking, um, I think, uh, you know, it's sleeper um, on his bench, really. It's not even a bench. It's pitcher, Ian Kennedy. Um, he's averaging right around nine points. He's one of those pitchers that could easily put up double digits every single time. He's not far off of that, but he's like a 15, 18 point pitcher. Yeah, absolutely. He's 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 had a couple of tough blips in the, in his uh, turn. So I think it's early in the year. It's kind of hard to go by the points per game because yes, one one or two bad starts out of eight for a pitcher and their numbers look awful. Excuse you. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Excuse you. Yeah, the one spot he's going to need to uh, maybe upgrade is going to be at that relief pitcher spot, but Giles can go to the, the bench and Davis can actually fill the relief pitcher spot when Bumgarner comes back. So this team's set up for the long-term success. Uh, the team I think might be filling your role right now uh, of the high scoring but can't get the record together might be uh, I Gots the Redhead. 
Uh, yeah. Second highest scoring the team, but sitting there with a 2-2 two and two record, thanks to the almost most points per game against in the league. Uh, a mere two points uh, better than the other Lido in our team, our, our league. <laughs> so the two of them are, uh, Shannon and Brian, are the, the most scored upon squads. I guess is yeah, the best way to phrase it. <laughs> and and unfortunately, I think uh, the the week that Brian played me, I beat him. Uh, but we had the highest scoring game, I want to say, by nearly 70 points. Uh, that's going on, on memory, so I could be off on that. But he, he would have beaten any other team except me. Yeah, those are the breaks. And again, that yeah. was you last year. There was a That was totally me last third. year. Yep. Uh, but I mean, you look at him, you got Giancarlo Stanton. I mean, uh, oh. I mean, he's, he's, he's just sta- even his bench is good. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's a really good team that's had a little bit of bad. And again, that one week against you, because we're so early in the year, if he's sitting at three and one instead of two and two, the record looks a lot better than it is. Yeah, you know, yep. than, than he's dealing with right now. So, yeah, Freddie Freeman. Uh, apparently, they do have some talent in Atlanta. People were worried he was a one man show down there. He's been incredible, and uh, you know, again, the the strong pitching. You know, when you can put a guy like Garrett Cole at the top of your rotation and have a relief pitcher like Diaz, you're you know, putting up close to 300 points between the two of them. That's a great way to start off your staff. He's got a lot of relief pitchers in there, I noticed. I don't know if that'll hold up uh, over the long haul in the season, but right now he's doing something right because he's scoring a lot of points. You know who's not scoring a lot of points? My Our team. listeners. My team. I'm just going to complain oh. about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, beyond that, I'm one in three, and uh, other than Shanna, everyone else has a win, which is different than what we had last year. We had a couple yep. teams take a while to get off this night, so it's still early. There's uh, uh, anybody's game here. A lot of three and ones, a lot of two and twos, handful of one and threes. So um, you're running away with it, Paul, but not too far. Not too far. Nope. I'm. I'm. I am definitely within shouting distance. Absolutely. So as we take a peek now, we're in the middle of week five. We got the weekend to go. And uh, as I scroll through today's scoreboard, look at that. The 3x3 three three Caballeros scoring tremendous amount of points. I, yeah. <laughs> but you Still are low. not the highlight, highlight of the week. So far, I'm not. <laughs> so far, Shoreline Taproom. Yeah. Taking it to my favorite team, Team Carreri. I'm a big yeah, I mean, it, All right, now wait. Taproom's got me by two points. So, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a walk and a stolen base away. You know? <laughs> But hey, I'm looking at Andrew's team. He's got Gary Sanchez. He's got Didi Gregorius. He's got Tanaka. He's got Montgomery. He's got Sabathian. He's got Chapman. And he's, he's got, got Neil, a lot of New York. He's got Neil Walker <laughs> on his bench. So, uh, you know, one thing about baseball is you are somewhat reliant on your teammates you yeah. know, to put up these points. So it's not a bad strategy to go after the teams that are going to score a lot of runs and have a lot of their offensive players. And, of course, you want to have teams that win because the win-loss swing in scoring is, I think, eight points. So it's nice to have guys that can win games. Um, unfortunately for him, for Andrew, uh, he ran into the tap room, who happened to have another Yankee, Severino, put up 42. Oh, points. man, that was nuts. Yeah, that, that's a uh, that's a monster game. And our scoring system is built such that you go complete game shutout, there's some bonus that kick in and then some bonus on top of that bonus. Yeah, 42 is a, is a monster performance, so... Uh, when you start your rotation with guys like Severino, Morton, and Scherzer, and you know the three of them put up 90 points so far this week, that's going to be hard to overcome. Yeah, um, I was in a fantasy league. Um, you know, you talk about you know going with the team. Um, the year that the Sox won the World Series, um, the last time that they won the World Series, I had their entire starting rotation. 
because that team, and this was my logic, that team was built around defense. Yeah. So they didn't hit very well at that point. You know, I mean, they, they, they would be serviceable for the American League. They'd get like five, six runs a game. But, you know, they, they weren't hitting in eight, nine, 10, 11 like they are this season. Yeah. Or like the Yankees have done, hot or cold. Um, so, you know, it's, it definitely was a different team back then. They very much relied on their defense, and I, I went totally in. It's like once I got, um, I can't remember which which was the first pitcher I got, but then they just all kind of fell into place and ended up getting Wakefield to complete the package. <laughs> so I was like, well, I've got the Reds, Reds, the Red Sox starting rotation. It worked out for me that year. Hey, that, that can help. You, of course, they go on a losing streak and you're in, you're in big trouble. Yeah, then I'm totally done. It's, it's definitely a feast or famine. You know, a team that's uh, one and three that I think has a really strong lineup and is scoring well this week is the Staggering Pigs. Yep. And he's got solid, solid hitting. He's got Buster Posey, Carlos Santana, uh, Shaw at third base. I mean, these are guys that I don't think have put it together yet much this year, but they're waiting to explode. But he's back to that with some really strong pitching. Guys like uh, Corey Kluber, Chris Sale, even uh, Odorizzi has upside and work and tie-on, so... Uh, that's a team that I think, uh, again, sitting there at one and three is better than their record shows. This is yeah. one of those things about baseball. you got to have some patience. So uh, you and I, before we started recording, we're talking. You know, I, I was starting to complain about some of my position players and wanting to swap them out with what's on the wire. But it is just turning May. And some of these guys that have done it in the past, I think, are still, you know, it's still a chance they're going to turn it around. They're still going to, at the end of the year, have those 25 homers and 100 RBIs you expected even if they're not doing well so far. You got any guys yeah. that you're thinking that are, are kind of in that boat? Um, on uh, Specifically on Kyle's team? On any or, team. Um, oh, on any team? Uh, well, you know, it's funny. They, they talked about, oh, there was one guy on my team, you Darvish, um, pitcher for the Cubs, that he had, uh, I think the Cubs' first couple starts that he had, they lost like 2-1, to one, something yeah, like that, that. Those are tough. And it was a lot, and from a pitching standpoint, he had a lot of people on base. Now they got out of it, but you know the ERA is good, but the hits against really don't don't count for much. And he's also a fly ball kind of pitcher, not a lot of strikeouts. Hmm. So from a stat perspective, and we're talking fantasy, he's really not having a good season. However, he's a good pitcher, so I'm going to hold on to him. Um, but yeah, he's definitely one of those guys. Yeah, I just switched over. I'm looking at uh, maybe my favorite team name this year: Team John Stamos. Yes. <laughs> and Scott's got some guys here that you know, Joey Votto, my hunch will be by the end of the year, is among the top maybe 20 players in baseball. He just always is. And yep. right now he's only getting three points a game. He hasn't reached the 100-point mark yet. That's so unlike him. I think he's a guy that, that can turn it around. Um, you know, He's got some guys on the DL right now with Puig and Sano that I think people expected high of. So we'll see if his, his team can start to put it together. But it's one of those things, kind of like in football, if you can catch your opponent with their quarterback or their running back on a bye week, uh, yep. ca- catch Scott while he's got a couple of these guys out injured, uh, I think it's going to help you when you're facing him. And, and he, I think his team will turn it around. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, Strasburg uh, is doing his, his normal early season self, you know, 27.3 points for the week. Um, that's definitely helping Team John Stamos over the Hulk-faced Metroville heroes at the moment. <laughs> you know, in honor of Star Wars Day, I changed to the Hulk as my icon. Makes sense. Totally. Disney bought them both. 
Let's talk about another team that currently is running away with uh, their game right now, Boardwalk Planks, which I enjoy that name because I enjoy the boardwalk. Mm, Uh, They're enjoying a comfortable 100 and nearly 20-point lead over the uh, aforementioned team I got to the Red Ed. Mm -hmm. Um, um, 3-1, definitely looking good. Um, Looking at the summary for the week, um, they've got nearly everybody... Yeah, they've only got a handful of players that have single-digit points. And, you know, like we said, the weekend is coming in. And that's the other thing, too, that I do like about the weekly lineup is that, you know, teams have the, the space. Now, we had a lot of rain and snow outs. Yeah. That's going to make it interesting in later weeks because scoring might be inflated. If you've got a team playing a day-night doubleheader um, or, or they take their off days and they're playing an extra game where normally they might not, they might play six games a week. Um, that's going to be interesting towards the end of the season, uh, I, that I didn't even think about until just now. Yeah, no, it's a good point because unlike, you know, what, what might, you might expect where the game gets made up, it doesn't go back and count for the previous week. So if, <laughs> if your game got snowed out in week two and they make it up in week 11, those stats count in your week 11 lineup. And that's, that can be huge because as you do have the off days, you get players that only have maybe five games in a week or six games in a week, and all of a sudden your opponent has a guy who's got eight. That's a nice advantage to have. And it really messes with the pitching rotation too. You start looking for those guys who are going to have two starts in a week. Uh, pay attention to those off days because having a starter that goes for two starts in a week is also a huge advantage. Oh, yeah. But, but looking at Boardwalk Planks, you know what's a huge advantage? Listen to these points per game out of his starter. 15, 6, 13, 18, 11, 18, 13, 13, 14, and 12. That yep. is ridiculous. <laughs> yep. So a, a good pitcher in a format like this is going to get you the you know, 13, 14, and up. A stud is going to get you 18 to 20. Uh, yep. But even a serviceable pitcher is doing double digits. All of his pitchers are doing double digits, and that's the strength of this team. He's got some good hitters, too. And, and you know, guys like Brantley's having a solid year and, and Correa and, and uh, whatnot. But... Um, that pitching is going to carry him a long way. Absolutely. Well, um, I think, you know, again, everyone's hanging in there. We got almost everybody with a win. We got two teams that could use a loss. So, uh, Paulie, I'll be rooting for you to put one up in the L column soon. Um, but mm, nope. Lo- looking, at, <laughs> looking at week five is not going to be this week. Not this week. <laughs> uh, so I will have to peek ahead just one more week to week six. Do you know who your 3x3 Caballeros play in Week 6? Yeah, they play the 1-3 Metroville Heroes. <laughs> the Hulk-faced 1-3 Metroville Heroes. <laughs> but now that we're hulked out, uh, we are going to come for you. And uh, you know what? I think we'll talk again in about four weeks. And we'll see how that matchup and all the other ones win. Sounds good to me. Look forward to it. All right. Until next time. This has been The Good Stuff. Thank you for listening to Butter and Bacon. <laughs>